This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on the Bay Area's sports station. 95.7. The game. Welcome, everybody, to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Matt Steinmetz along with you. And the Golden State Warriors beat the Sacramento Kings tonight, 112-96, to snapping a three-game losing streak. But it's all about Patrick McCaw right now. Patrick McCaw suffering a back injury late in the third quarter of tonight's ball game. He went in for a layup. He got nudged, depending on the words you want to use. By Vince Carter, got uh, knocked off balance a little, took a very nasty fall. They had to take him on a stretcher. And right now he is at UC Davis Medical Center being evaluated. So we're going to update you as much as possible on his situation tonight. I'm reading a tweet right now from Aileen Voisson, who works for the Sacramento Bee, and Vlade Divac, the Kings general manager, apparently was told by the Warriors that Patrick McCaw has gotten some feelings uh, back into his toes. So that is a, a good sign uh, early, I would I would imagine. But uh, the Warriors game tonight, a little bit secondary, as is Clay Thompson's return. Uh, we're going to find out uh, what's going on with Patrick McCaw, um, who, again, suffered a pretty serious-looking fall. Late in the third quarter, uh, there was a play where he, he cut to the basket, got fed a pass, went up. Vince Carter was late getting there, and uh, he hit him. And it, it upended McCaw, and he came down extremely awkwardly right on what looked like his tailbone. He writhed in pain for, for several seconds and then eventually was immobilized and taken off on a stretcher. So... A uh, tough night for the Warriors, obviously, and we wish nothing but the best for Patrick McCaw. If you want to get in and talk about the game, the play, 888-957-9570 is the number, or the PenskeAutoSales.com text line, 957-95. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of comments already on Twitter about whether or not it was a dirty play or not by Vince Carter. All I can tell you is... Vince Carter was pretty demoralized about what he'd done. You could tell he he felt awful about it. I certainly can't imagine in a million years that Vince Carter would try to do something like that. Uh, Someone who's been around for as long as he has. It did look a little strange. It looked a little awkward. And any time a player is airborne and and you, you make contact with him, chances are the result is going to be a little bit exaggerated, and that's what happened. And an exaggerated fall was the reason that McCaw ended up coming down very, uh, very awkwardly 
um, on the play. So, again, the hope is that Patrick McCaw, the injury isn't serious, and we'll, we'll end up finding out as much as we can tonight. And from the point where we learn something, we'll make sure to get it to you uh, as soon as possible. There's a couple things tonight to talk about uh, basketball-wise, and I do think one of the one of the positives. Let's talk about a couple positives tonight. I think one positive was it was obvious from the start of the ball game that the Warriors were playing for something. That the game seemed to matter more for the Warriors than uh, some of the games in the past, and you almost get the sense that the Warriors now, with three of their All Stars back, Durant, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson there's a feeling among themselves that it's time to get it together. And they realize that for the foreseeable future, this is the team they're going to be playing with. And Steph Curry expected to miss the first round of the playoffs. Yes, in an ideal world, he could come out a little bit, he could come back a little bit early. Uh, in a not so perfect world, maybe he comes back a little later than that. But for for all intent and purpose, I, I'm going to assume, that Steph Curry's going to miss the first round of the playoffs. So outside of not having Andre Iguodala tonight, this is the team that the Warriors are going to need to beat another team in the first round. Can they do it? Yes, I believe they can do it. But I think they're going to have to play better in the postseason than they have really at any point in the regular season this year. I think the Warriors... For them, the regular season was kind of drudgery this year. Uh, There weren't a lot of highs. Uh, Not that there were a lot of lows either. There weren't. But there was an expectation expectation that this team uh, was going to win, and they did win. But the fact that they probably didn't win as much as people thought or win as much as they have in the past three years, it felt like this season was a little bit of a letdown. But the reality of the situation is – The real season hasn't begun yet. There are six games remaining now for the Golden State Warriors and six games only. And then they will go into the postseason where, depending on whom you talk to, they will be either the favorites, even without Steph Curry, or not the favorites because the Houston Rockets are a team that has put together a very, very good regular season, a regular season that is historic in Houston right now. And the Rockets are feeling pretty good about themselves. They think they might have put together a team that can beat the Golden State Warriors. And I don't think anybody thought that anybody was going to be able to put together a team to beat the Warriors this soon, if at all. Now, whether they are better than the Warriors remains to be seen, But even Warriors owner Joe Lacob acknowledged in an interview last week with Greg Papa that right now, Houston, they're a better team. They're an absolutely better team. That could change, of course, in the postseason, and that's what the postseason is going to be all about. Clay Thompson returned from injury. He had a dislocated or a fractured right thumb. He'd missed the past eight games. You got to feel good about the way he played tonight. Clay finished with 25. He was 10 for 19 from the floor, 3 for 7 from three point range. Essentially, everything you wanted to see in Clay Thompson's first game back. There didn't seem to be any discomfort shooting the ball. 
There didn't seem to be any hesitation shooting the ball. There didn't seem to be any difficulty catching the ball from Clay Thompson. And so I think all in all, if you look at it and really want to put an emphasis on Clay Thompson's return, because that was the most significant part of tonight's ball game, at least coming in, you'd have to say that it was a success that Clay Thompson's return was a success. Also, Kevin Durant, after getting ejected on Thursday night against the Milwaukee Bucks, he bounced back tonight with 27 points, and he was very good too, 8 for 16 from the floor, 2 for 5 from three-point range. He also chipped in 10 rebounds and 5 assists. And the, the one thing I noticed tonight without Steph Curry is – the ball movement doesn't quite compare to when he plays. Let's put it that way. Tonight I'm looking at 28 assists from the Warriors, which for any other team is a pretty good night. But for the Warriors, who are used to having 30 or more, they play a little less movement, a little less motion basketball. And like I was saying, the one thing I realize When the Warriors don't have Steph Curry, it is such a luxury to have a Kevin Durant. And I know that sounds hackneyed, but the reality of the situation is that Kevin Durant can get you points. He can get you baskets when you have nothing going on offensively. And so when the Warriors have Durant and Curry playing together, I think what you have are two players who between three and five times a game each are able to score when a normal offense wouldn't yield a really good shot. And I think if you, if you had a way of figuring out the percentage of shots made when an offense, any offense, doesn't have anything gone, or going on, I should say, I bet you the Warriors shoot a higher percentage than any other team in the league because they have superior shot makers. And they really do, to my way of thinking, have probably the two best shot makers in the league in terms of Durant and and Steph Curry. LeBron James may be the best player in the NBA. I still probably think he is the best player in the NBA, but he's not a shot maker in the traditional sense of the word. He makes plays for other players, but he's not a shot maker. He can make shots, but not like Curry and Durant. Uh, They're on a different level. And they provide the Warriors' offense with a luxury that no other team has. And it's a luxury that sometimes you don't have to be at your crisp, efficient best when you're playing offense to still find a way to score enough points to win a game. And tonight, Kevin Durant, that first quarter, he had 15 points. He's making shots. They're not really even coming off any set plays or off specific calls from the bench or from uh, whoever's playing point guard. He's just a superior one-on-one talent, and he can score on anybody regardless of what the Warriors have going on or not. You're listening to the Warriors Wrap-Up. It's presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. 888-957-9570 is the number. 
the Golden State Warriors beat the Sacramento Kings 112 to 96 and to catch you back up on the most significant move uh, I should say the most significant news of tonight's game it involves Patrick McCaw Patrick McCaw suffered what looked like a serious fall it was a serious fall it looked like uh, it could be a serious injury is what I meant uh, he hit the ground awkwardly after landing, uh, coming down from a dunk after he collided with Vince Carter. He was writhing in pain. It was clear that it was a a back type of injury. And eventually what happened was the paramedics came out. There was a delay of about 10 to 12 minutes. The paramedics came out. They immobilized Patrick McCaw and he eventually got taken to the UC Davis Medical Center uh, in Sacramento, where he is right now. And the one thing I did see from some of the reporters at the game was that David West and a few other Warrior players apparently are going to go visit Patrick McCaw in the hospital after uh, they leave the arena and find out just how, uh, well basically find out the severity of Patrick McCaw's injury. But we'll keep you posted when we get any news on that and when we get the sound from Vince Carter, who talked about uh, his role in that unfortunate incident, we will pass that along to you uh, as soon as we can. So that's the big story tonight, that Patrick McCaw uh, suffered a pretty big injury and we're going to find out a little bit more about it in a minute. So we have that Vince Carter sound. All right, so let's go out to the Golden One Center and hear what Vince Carter said about his role in the unfortunate fall that Patrick McCaw took earlier. I said a prayer for him, you know, because, you know, he didn't want to be there. You know what I mean? So uh, just uh, just a bunch of good guys just, I think, doing the right thing, you know, and... Uh, like I said, a young, talented guy. Just a freak accident, I guess. I don't know. I'm not. It doesn't. I just wanted to tell them. You know, it's not, I'm not really big into all of that. I, I apologize, but it's you know, I just wanted to say to them. You know, just you know, it wasn't like that, and they understand it, and they shared their words back. But you know, I'm just not really into that. I apologize. Yeah, I mean he's a young guy, man. He's he has a he has a bright future, you know. And I don't, I, you know, I don't play the game that way, you know. So to see a, a young guy laying down there, you know, it's just it's an unfortunate situation, of course. I mean, yeah, everybody. I mean, it's just even the other team, you know. But like I said, it's just. It's all well and good, but still that young man's trying to get his feeling back, which, you know, that's my concern. You know, regard, like I said, regardless of how it happened, accident, all of the things that they were telling me, you know, you still want to see him okay. I don't know. I didn't see the play. So I didn't, I didn't watch it again. So I, whatever you say, I, I just, I, I remember his foot hitting my, inside of my leg. That's it. Vince Carter talking about tonight's play 
that involved him and Patrick McCall. Patrick McCall going up for a dunk slash layup, and Vince Carter arrived there a little bit late, brushed the side of McCall, got him off balance. McCaw ended up landing very awkwardly and sustaining what looked like could be a, a serious injury. We, we hope not, but he was immobilized. He was taken away on a stretcher, and we'll wait to hear more details before uh, speculating on, on the severity of it. But, but it, didn't look, uh, it didn't look good, and in fact, it, it didn't look good, and it prompted both teams to gather around after he'd left the court and to uh, you know, look like what, what they were doing was saying a prayer and, and uh, hoping for the best for Patrick McCaw. And, and you just heard Vince Carter right there. Uh, he's the oldest player in the league at 40 years old, and he's one of the game's highest of flyers. So you got to believe that Vince Carter, of, of all the people, uh, who could have been involved in a play like that is the one player who really could appreciate what may be uh, the severity of the of the injury from Patrick McCaw because uh, Lord knows Vince Vince Carter's been a player who's been airborne for a lot of times during his career and I don't know if he ever even suffered anything like a fall. Uh, like Patrick McCaw took tonight. And unfortunately, uh, in this case tonight, Vince Carter played a role in that fall, uh, inadvertent or not. And so we're going to wait to see what happens, obviously, with Patrick McCaw. The Warriors have six games remaining in their regular season. The playoffs start in what could be two weeks exactly from today. And so it obviously now begs the question, will Patrick McCaw be ready to play in the playoffs? We all know that Steph Curry is already hurt. We know that Patrick McCaw now has sustained an injury. And I think the question that that can be asked right now is if Patrick McCaw can't return, to the Golden State Warriors this year, and they know he can't return. Uh, would they, in essence, at the end of the regular season, uh, waive Patrick McCaw and use his uh, spot on the roster for Quinn Cook after they convert Cook's contract to a two-way contract? Now, you might be saying, well, how, how could the Warriors wave Patrick McCaw at the end of the season that would be that would be pretty cold well yes and no I mean it it would sound cold but the reality is uh, Patrick McCaw is a restrict uh, I'm sorry Patrick McCaw is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season and the Warriors from my understanding don't have any advantage uh, when it comes to re-signing him so uh, it's possible Okay, it's possible that as hard as this is to, to, to hear, that Patrick McCaw may have played his last game for the Warriors. Uh, because, like I said, he is a free agent next season and he can go test the market. And the Warriors, we all know their luxury tax situation. Am I getting ahead of myself? Perhaps. Perhaps. But it's obviously something that perhaps the Warriors are also going to have to think about. Uh, moving forward, especially with the regular season 
just uh, about a week, week and a half from being over. Uh, Chris Haynes from ESPN has written that ESPN sources say Golden State guard Patrick McCaw experienced numbness upon landing, but has since regained sensation in, in his leg. A chest X-ray came back clear. He is now awaiting results of a CAT scan, and he will also undergo an MRI. So I, I think the way to interpret that would be uh, so far so good. And the fact that he is regaining sensation in his leg, obviously, is the best news of the night. And once again, that's being reported by Chris Haynes of ESPN. That's Chris Haynes of ESPN saying that a chest X-ray from a car has come back clear, that he's regaining sensation in his leg, and that he will await the results of a, C- of a CT scan, and he's also going to... Uh, undergo an MRI later. So the Golden State Warriors win tonight, 112-96. to That's the secondary story, as we've been talking about. Patrick McCaw uh, injured, sustained what looked like a back injury, what looked like could be a very serious back injury. And we will see uh, what happens in the uh, not-too-distant future if we can get some kind of news on that tonight, obviously we will pass that along to you right when we get it. If not, the Golden State Warriors play tomorrow night in Phoenix. Uh, that's a game that starts at 6 p.m., which means it's a game where we'll have the Warriors warm up at 4.30 p.m., so we'll obviously have some more news. It's a 5.30 tip? Okay, 5.30 tip. That means the Warriors warm-up starts at 4 o'clock, so we're likely to have more news on Patrick McCaw at uh, 4 o'clock tomorrow, about an hour and a half before the game against the Phoenix Suns. So, tough to talk about basketball, but let's try to... uh, Let's try to, at least for the next four or five minutes before we visit with John Dickinson, who's at the Golden One Center in Sacramento. And the one thing I was thinking during this game, when the Warriors were, they were up about eight or ten, and I wouldn't say they were struggling, but they they looked okay. Then they came out in the third quarter and gave themselves a little wiggle room But when the incident happened with Patrick McCaw, the game was still in the balance a little bit. And that's when I, uh, that's when it started to hit me, you know, whether it's McCaw or whether it's Steph Curry, who's going to be out in the first round of the playoffs, or whether it's Clay Thompson, who's been out eight games. There's a feeling that I've heard from a lot of Warrior fans. They just are starting to believe it's not the Warriors' year. That it's just not setting up for them like it has in years past. And I think there could be something to that. However, you know, the Warriors are either gonna they're either gonna they're either gonna come back and come together and win it all, or they're not. And if they come back and get it together and they win it all, there are gonna be a lot of people out there who are saying, see, all you people who were worrying that last month of the season, you worried for nothing. We told you, once they got healthy, once the playoffs came around, they'd get it together. And 
there is a possibility that that's the way it's going to end up. I, I think there's a chance that could happen. But you know what else? I also think there's a chance that we could be looking back at the end of the season when the Warriors are eliminated, and we're going to talk about how they never really peaked at any time during the year. We're going to talk about how they went a long stretch before the All-Star game and really just couldn't play together. We're, we're Not play together, put it together. We're, we're going to talk about how Steph Curry missed 30 games. We're going to talk about how Draymond Green maybe took a little uh, backslide on his defense. We're going to talk about how Klay Thompson didn't shoot the ball at the end of the season quite like uh, he did the year before. We're going to talk about Nick Young, how we expected so much more out of Nick Young, but he didn't deliver. We're going to be talking about Andre Iguodala, how whether or not the Warriors can afford to have another year next year and the year after that where Iguodala doesn't really produce the first three or four months of a season. That's why this playoff season is going to be incredibly compelling. Because only one of two things can happen, Warrior fans. The, Warrior, the Warriors can either get it together and win it all for the third time in four years, or they don't. And if they don't, it's a major, major disappointment. The year will have been a failure regardless of how it goes down. Whether they miss Curry in the first round or not. Whether Iguodala struggled in the first half of the season or not. Whether Draymond Green suffered slippage or not. So one of two things is going to happen this year, and it is, to me, the reasons why the, reason why the playoffs are going to be so, so compelling. All right, we come back. We're going to go back out to the Golden One Center, talk to John Dickinson. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, sponsored by Arlo Smart Home Security. Directing traffic to the front court. Crossover dribble on Carter. Fades to the right wing. Throws to Bell. Bell back cut to McCaw who laid it in and got undercut by Carter. And McCaw is hurt. McCaw is down and hurt. He rolled over. Oh, and Carter's beside himself. He didn't mean to do it. He caught McCaw midair. And Patrick McCaw is in pain. Well, he rolled over in a frantic movement as soon as he hit the deck. Drew Yoder, the Warriors athletic trainer, walks all the way down the far end. Players who are all gathered around the basket to our left, all staring down at Patrick McCaw. And obviously, he's going to have to go and get some medical attention. We just hope that what they're doing now is precautionary rather than necessary. It was an unfortunate play. I know Vince's spirit and his heart, I don't believe, is, it was intentional at all. It looked like he was just caught in the middle of one to get into play and one to move out the way, and just Pat was coming so fast. And uh, it was just an unfortunate play. So I don't believe Vince. Nobody in our locker room thinks Vince did that on purpose. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Matt Steinmetz along with you on Warriors Wrap-Up. Presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Let's have, That was Kevin Durant talking about uh, the injury to Patrick McCaw. Uh, let's go out to the Golden One Center right now and talk to John Dickinson, who was there. J.D., uh, i got to imagine the Warriors locker room was pretty quiet after this one. 
Yeah, no doubt. And that's a, a scary moment, as you'll see, with Pat McCaw taking that, that fall. I know Steve Kerr, uh, a very short post-game media session, just under two minutes, where all he addressed was the situation with McCaw. Uh, and really, that was the order of the day for Draymond Green and Kevin Durant and even Clay Thompson, who had a nice game in his return. I think there was one question to Clay uh, about his game. But other than that, uh, all of the focus, all of the thought, uh, all of the energy was directed at uh, what happened with Pat McCaw tonight. Yeah, and J.D., since you referenced that interview, let's go ahead right now and uh, listen to the coach's interview brought to you by Faria. Check out Faria.com and discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free for sellers. Here's Kerr. No updates. Uh, he's at the hospital. And um, as soon as we hear anything, we'll, we'll let you know. Is there any concern on the paralyzation or any of that? I mean, is it, what's been really it, it was It was really scary. I mean, he, you know, he was in a, a lot of pain, and it was, you know, it's a, he landed on his back, and um, obviously you saw what happened. They took him off on a stretcher, and uh, they had to mobilize him, and we'll, or immobilize him, and we'll, we'll see. I, you know, it's... It's scary stuff. What was this first state of emotions as it was happening that when you're on the court? Uh, I don't even know how to answer that. I mean, it's terrifying, you know. And, um, you know, that's that's all we're thinking about is, is um, if he's okay. So, what did, what did you think of what did you think of the play that? I didn't see a replay. Uh, Vince felt horrible. You know, I was out there next to him. Vince felt awful, um, and uh, Patty was in extreme pain. And you know, it, it's everybody. Everybody felt bad. I mean, it was just. And all we can do is, um, you know, just hope and, and get you know get a get a positive. Um, response hopefully from the hospital and, and we'll see but at this point we don't know anything did you have some you seem like you had some extended interactions with Vince about the play those about not about the play just we were just standing next to each other hoping you know everything, everything's gonna be okay I'm not going to talk about the game obviously there there's not you know it's not it's not important uh, what's important is Patty and Patty's health and we'll give you an update as soon as we hear anything that's Steve Kerr after the game. Talking about Patrick McCaw, who suffered a back injury. Looked like it was a it looked like a serious back injury. Let's not sugarcoat it. Uh, he he got I don't know what the word is, nudged. He got run into. There was a little bit of a of contact between McCaw as he went up for a layup or dunk and and Vince Carter. He got thrown off balance. He hit the ground what looked like right on his tailbone. He, he writhed in pain for for what seemed like 10, 20 seconds, and they eventually immobilized him and took him off on a stretcher, and he went to what I believe is the UC Davis Medical Center. I'm not sure if that is in Davis or in Sacramento, but uh, yeah. that's where he is right now, J.D., yeah, it's, it's actually about five minutes away from the arena. Okay. It's uh, in downtown Sacramento. I know there was some confusion when you hear Davis, uh, but UC Davis Medical Center is actually uh, 
in downtown Sacramento. It's affiliated with the, the university and the hospital there, but very close to where Golden One Center is. He wasn't actually taken, you know, 10, 15 miles down the road uh, to Davis on a I-80. He's at the hospital uh, in Sacramento. And one of the things, J.D., that, that's come up already, obviously on social media and uh, on the text line, was, was whether or not what Vince Carter did was, a, was dirty or not. And I've already seen uh, both views on it, with people saying it was, people saying it wasn't. But I think what's what's probably more important than what the fans think, uh, according to to Durant, the Warriors do not think it was a dirty play. Uh, I don't think Steve Kerr does either. It might have been a a mistake he made, but Vince Carter's been in this league a long time. And and what I was saying, J.D., and I should probably let you talk at some point, uh, what I was saying, J.D., was that you know he's one of the highest flyers the game has ever seen, so he, he probably can be as empathetic as, as anyone on a play like that. Yeah, no doubt. And look, Steve Kerr, his initial reaction, I mean, it was caught on camera on the Kings broadcast. Uh, he was pretty upset. I mean, he was seen saying that Vince Carter should know better and that he was upset with Vince Carter, mad at Vince Carter. Uh, he should know better uh, as far as the play. It was an awkward play. It was an unintentional play. I, I think you could say it was a, you know, you, you could call it an undercut, although an unintentional undercut, uh, I think, when, when you look at the play. Uh, but look, I mean, Vince Carter doesn't have a reputation of being a dirty player, and that's something that, that Draymond Green referenced and, and Clay Thompson referenced as well uh, in the postgame uh, when they met with everybody. So, no, I think if this had been somebody else that had a little bit of a reputation, I, I think it may be viewed uh, a little bit differently. And, and also, Matt, just while I've got you, the Warriors uh, have confirmed uh, the, the Chris Haynes report. I know you read his tweet earlier as mm-hmm. he reported uh, chest x-rays clear team awaiting results of the CT scan he's also going to undergo an MRI and originally there were indications that he said he didn't have feeling uh, but he had feeling return uh, to his lower half so scary scary stuff but it, it does seem like and even Kevin Durant uh, had referenced uh, that that he had heard that, that Pat was doing better, which is obviously a, a good thing. We don't know exactly all that means, but uh, it, it seems like a little bit of, of a positive turn just uh, in the last half hour or so. Yeah, well, let's hope sometimes, sometimes when you, you suffer a fall like this, it it it's just a shock. You know, the you kind of get away without a serious injury, but your body is is literally in shock, and it and and after a few days, it starts to feel better. So so I would say, and I'm not a doctor, but so far so good, and it's obviously a great sign that he's getting uh, feeling back in that leg and and into that foot area. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit or real quickly about. Uh, one of the aspects of the game tonight, at least, and that's Clay Thompson returning. Uh, I think that's got to be considered a success if you're a Warrior fan. Yeah, he didn't really miss a beat, did he? I mean, he hit his first three shots. He looked really comfortable uh, out on the floor tonight. Uh, I thought him and Durant you know, worked well together. It's just having that one extra guy back on the floor that could provide a little bit of firepower, I, I think, met you know, it meant all the difference in the world uh, to the Warriors team tonight. No ill effects uh, of, of the broken hand and the and the the fractured thumb there. So 
uh, all good, really, on a night where Durant goes for 27 and Clay Thompson goes for 25 on 10 of 19. I think that's uh, there's some optimism there. And I think the Warriors really, after a kind of blah first quarter or first nine, ten minutes of the first quarter, they really put their imprint on the game defensively until they had it in control in the middle of the fourth quarter. And I think that's kind of indicative of, of how they're going to have to play with Durant and Thompson leading the way offensively and then more of a, a defensive-minded approach. J.D., when we come back, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit more about the McCaw injury, if you have any updates about it. Uh, we'll also be hearing from Draymond Green. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Uh, very tough, you know. You hate to see a guy go down, uh, especially under them circumstances. You know, with I mean, basketball is cool, but you know, when it's something that affects everyday life, you know, it's tough to watch. So just praying for him, and you know, hope he get better soon. Jeremy, what's just kind of the state of emotions as it happened when you guys are out on the court and support? Uh, obviously, everyone's worried. Uh, you know, it's not really much you can do in that situation. Uh, just hope for the best. Did you say anything to Vince? He seemed kind of distraught. Uh, about the I mean, channel. just, you know, like he said, you know, I'll never try to do that. And I told him I know. You know, Vince not that type of guy. Uh, he's never been that type of guy. So, you know, freak accidents, things happen. You know, guys jump and it, he didn't touch him much, you know, but if you're all, as high as you can jump, you lose your balance easier. So, uh, you know, I know that was tough on Vince and uh, just you know, hope the best for everybody. That was Draymond Green talking about uh, the play, the play involving Patrick McCaw uh, and Vince Carter. And uh, we'll try to get an update before we get off the air tonight from John Dickinson or the the latest on uh, Patrick McCaw. Right now it's uh, time for the play of the game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Shot clock at five to West to Cook. Cook back to Clay. Cook gave up a shot. Clay has to force up a shot. And he hit it from the corner. He just threw it up. He didn't even have a good release on it. A flashback to the, the big quarter for Clay Thompson against the Kings. The NBA record quarter. Clay has 25 now tonight. Clay Thompson. Came back after missing eight games and uh, played well. 25 points on 10 for 19 uh, shooting from from the floor. Now it's time for From the Fans, brought to you by Nations Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real, make it Nations. We're going to go out to the text line uh, tonight from Steve in Alamo, and he says simply, well, was it a dirty play or not by Vince Carter? Uh, I'm going to say it was not a dirty play by Vince Carter, and I'm just going by what, all the Golden State Warrior players said after the game, and Coach Steve Kerr, it might have been an unfortunate uh, situation, but nobody uh, in that Golden State Warriors locker room is saying that it was a dirty play. So that's how I'm going to answer that, Steve, in Alamo. Let's go back out to Sacramento, where John Dickinson's at the Golden One Center. Uh, J.D., is there any, uh, any update, anything new regarding uh, the situation with Patrick McCaw? 
Yeah, just a slight update for you, Matt. Uh, McCaw underwent the chest x-rays, which you mentioned, that were clear. They were awaiting results for the CT scan. Well, the CT scan is back, and and Patrick McCaw's CT scan was clear as well. The MRI uh, is scheduled uh, for tomorrow uh, at this time. So uh, so some more good news uh, in small increments regarding Patrick McCaw and his status. And, and I do know uh, a couple of his teammates are, are planning on on trying to maybe go over and visit him at the hospital tonight. All right, so, so far so good for Patrick McCaw. And uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed uh, that uh, that it's nothing serious, quite frankly, uh, because it, it, looked, it looked bad. And uh, the, the fall itself didn't just look bad, but... But the pain he was in afterwards uh, also looked bad, uh, J.D. J.D., there was something that you and I were talking about uh, even before uh, this happened with, with Patrick McCaw, and I need to correct myself. I said that Patrick McCaw was an unrestricted free agent. That, that's, he's a restricted free agent, but because he's a second-round pick, uh, the Warriors will only be able to offer him a certain amount of money and obviously, if another team uh, were to sign him to a uh, offer sheet, then the Warriors would have an opportunity uh, to match. So I, I had thought originally, uh, because he had a two-year contract, it was going to be uh, ending with him being an unrestricted free agent. But Patrick McCaw is a restricted free agent uh, at the end of the of the season. So that's. Uh, uh, just how it may play into who the Warriors uh, have on the team come playoff time. But Patrick McCall will obviously be on the roster. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, now Patrick McCaw, and it's interesting, you were, you know, you're mentioning different levels of, uh, you know, injury and getting good news. I mean, good news could be Patrick McCaw will make a full recovery, but be out for the remainder of the season. Right. And, and you have to work his way back, you know, and be ready for next year, wherever he plays. That at this point, I think when you look at the fall and the initial reaction, uh, that would be tremendous news, you know, just for Patrick McCaw and his life and, and his future and in his career but if that is the case the Warriors would then obviously uh, be short a man for the playoffs and a guy that was an important figure for them uh, a year ago in the playoffs and, and I think the one thing you have to keep in mind is and we were throwing this back and forth during the game a little bit via text the the Warriors can't use Patrick McCaw's injury as a means to get Quinn Cook onto the playoff roster. Uh, Pat McCaw can be unavailable for the playoffs for the Warriors, but they would still have to waive another player uh, to get McCaw or, or to get Quinn Cook uh, on that roster. So I just want to be clear on that. It's not like baseball where, oh, you put a guy on the disabled list and, and somebody else can take that roster spot. It doesn't work that way in the NBA. Uh, let, me, uh, let me ask you a little basketball-related question. Uh, Quinn Cook tonight started at point guard, but but it was an opportunity where he got to start at point guard playing alongside Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and, and Kevin Durant. What did you see from him? Uh, how do you think he acquitted himself? He was okay tonight. I don't think he was great. You know, he missed some, some shots early in the game. Uh, I think the one thing for Quinn Cook, Quinn Cook is a scorer, and I think you saw 
the benefit of Quinn Cook when the Warriors had multiple players out because he could just play freely. He could take the shots just without compunction, essentially, without consequence. And the Warriors needed him to do that because they needed players to score. I think there's an adjustment period for Quinn Cook right now with Durant back, with Clay Thompson now back tonight to, to fit his game more in a box, to make it fit with the other players rather than just go out and be free and try and score 25 because that's the, what the Warriors need to hang in the game because they lack so much firepower offensively. So I think that's something to kind of keep an eye on now that the Warriors have the other three players back as the season winds down these final six games. How can Quinn Cook maximize his game and still be efficient and productive without taking quite as many shots or, or just being able to being able to play with a, a reckless abandon almost offensively. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, you know, he's he's played in in some of his games so far where, <clears throat> excuse me, the consequences haven't been uh, very high. And you know, I I think there's two ways to look at it, or two ways I've heard about it. One is, well, look when he when he starts playing, let's say in that first round, if he's going to start at point guard with Clay and Draymond and Durant. Well, he's gonna he's gonna have all kinds of opportunities because he's gonna be the man uh, who doesn't get a lot of attention. Probably gets the least attention. That may be true, but he's also gonna be thrust into playoff games with intensity that he hasn't seen yet. And there is, it's one thing to play a game uh, that's the 65th game of the season. It doesn't really mean a lot. It's another to come out and have to go on the road playing a game three when maybe it's one-to-one. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, look, the evolution for for a guy like Quinn Cook is, you know, it's something we're going to have to keep an eye on, you know, throughout the rest of the regular season. If he winds up on the playoff roster, which it looks like he will, everything's going to be new. Everything's going to be a first. You know, how the Warriors play him. Do they start him? You know, what, what position groups does he play with? Uh, you know, when does he come back into the game? What what does Steve Kerr go to different lineups if he's having an off game? I mean, all that whole situation, I think, is, is going to be uh, extremely fluid. I mean, I, I think he's a guy that can play, uh, you know, and, and, and be pr- a productive player. They're going to need him to be with Curry out. But I think, Matt, when you look at it, uh, it's a situation where, you know, y- you don't really know what you're going to get from Quinn Cook as good as he looked and has looked these last couple of weeks with Curry out and scored well. You really don't know exactly what you're going to get uh, in a playoff series from a guy as inexperienced as he is. J.D., thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. And I should say you will be back on the air tomorrow at 4 o'clock for the Warriors warm-up. And I'm sure at that time you'll have, uh, we'll all have more of an update on Patrick McCaw. So have a good one, J.D., and get back to the base safe. You got it, Matt. Really appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Thank you, John. That's John Dickinson, our 95.7 The Game reporter. I'd like to thank everybody for listening tonight. Thanks to Lucas. Thanks to Alex. This was the Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Arlo Smart Home Security. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.